0: My opinion on salt is this. In general, salt is not really a black and white thing. It's not like eat a lot of salt and you will get unhealthy. There's a lot of other factors that come into play. Welcome back to the vegan fitness podcast and welcome back to the Q&A session. I do every single Monday. You ask me your vegan fitness or nutrition questions and I answer them on here in detail only for you, and last week I didn't manage to upload an episode, I'm sorry for that, but this week will be amazing, so let's dive right into it. First question is, what is the difference between a caloric deficit and a caloric surplus, and how can you do it on a plant-based lifestyle? So basically, a caloric deficit means you eat less calories than you burn, and a caloric surplus means you eat more calories than you burn every single day how many calories do you actually burn? Um, This depends on your weight, your height, your daily activity level and basically everything you do in a single day. That's how how much energy and how many calories you burn every single day. And the food that you eat can have a higher energy value or a lower energy value than how much you burn every single day. Which means if you eat less food than you're actually burning every single day, then you're in a caloric deficit. If you eat more food, then you burn every single day, then you're in a caloric surplus. That's the basic and most simple way to explain it. Let's say you have a TDE of 2,000 calories, which means your your height is maybe 190 or your weight is 70 kilos. I don't know, just an example. And you burn 2,000 calories in a day. And if you eat 1,500, you're in a caloric deficit. If you eat 2,500, you're in a caloric surplus. Easy as that. And... How can I do it in a plant-based lifestyle? There's no difference uh, between doing it in a plant-based lifestyle or on an omnivore diet. It just means that you eat more calories or less calories than you burn and the calories can be made of plants or of meat. It doesn't really matter. I personally think <coughs> that it's easier to eat in a caloric deficit um, when you're eating plants, meaning you're vegan, because you eat so much veggies and fruit, and those are fiber-rich foods and those satisfy you a lot, and that's why I think it's easier on a plant-based diet, but you can do it on every single diet. Honestly, there's no difference. Um, it's just the basic framework of calories in <coughs> versus calories out. The second question is, do you have any tips on macro tracking? I tried to track macros in the past, but it seems difficult, especially with a full-time job. Okay, if you don't know what macro tracking is, uh, macros are protein, fats, carbs and alcohol and calories are made out of macros so if you have a cup of quinoa you have in there carbs you have protein just a little bit of fat and no alcohol and that's how the quinoa is made basically out of protein and carbs and stuff so if you want to change your body composition you would have to track your macros in my opinion because if you want to gain muscle you would have to eat more protein than a sedentary person. Carbs are also important and fats are important as well. And macro tracking just, is just a good idea because this way you know how many calories and how much protein you're actually consuming. If you don't know what you're eating, you don't know what's happening to your body. And I myself, I started tracking macros like four years ago and right now I know a lot of foods I just know the nutritional value of a lot of foods. So it's not a bad idea to start tracking because this way you start getting a sense for the food that you're eating. And if you do this for one to two years, I know you have to discipline yourself. It's not the magical answer you're expecting, but you just have to discipline yourself and do it. And after you learn it, after one or two years, it will just be part of you every single day and you will get used to it and you will be able to eat ...with much more freedom because you know what you're actually eating... ...and you can actually customize your days to your macro goals. But yeah, like I said, that's just discipline yourself, do it and you will love it. Trust me, if you really don't have time, if if this is not an approach you like... <clears throat> ...you can try a different one that I'm reading about just now... ...that I got into like one or two, two weeks ago um, and that I really want to try out myself <coughs> this approach worked with your hand basically so you track your meals with your hand your palm determines your protein portions so you take your palm you put in beans or tofu or tempeh or seitan whatever protein source you're eating and yeah every meal has one or two yeah palm of proteins then your fist determines your veggie portions your cupped hand determines your carb portions and your thumb determines your fat portions that's a nice approach, and I really have to test it out, but I really like the approach because for people that don't want to track macros, they are like, oh, I don't want to track, I don't like this diet, I want, don't want to continue it. And that's the thing. We, we, you want a diet that you can adhere, that you can sustain to for a long period of time. You want to change your body composition, your body weight, or you want to gain muscle. And if you track macros and you're like, this this is not fun, I don't want to do this anymore – then you will quit, and we don't want that, right? So do an approach that works for you, but still choose a framework that allows you to achieve those goals. So maybe try this uh, hand approach that I just explained, and um, one meal contains of two palms of protein, for example, one palm of veggies, etc. You still have to research it a bit, but it's a very nice approach that I really like the idea of. So if you are searching for an approach, it is easier to do right now, then maybe do this. And yeah, that should answer the question. Do you use protein powder and how do you go about choosing it? Yes, I do. I like it. It boosts my protein intake and it's just easy. If I have a busy day, I just drink a shake. It makes everything much easier. Um, how do I go about choosing it? I just like to choose pea and rice protein blends. They give the best in my opinion. I'm going to ask a profile and mostly have a good taste as well of course it depends on the brand hemp and cranberry protein stuff are amazing as well i don't want to talk them down but i personally like pea and rice protein just simple pretty cheap and um, yeah pretty effective i personally don't like to use soy isolate protein because i i do limit my daily protein intake because i want to uh, make sure to stay healthy of course soy doesn't have um, the adverse effects that you think, but if you over consume it, of course, it will have adverse effects, so I always try to limit my soy intake, and that's why I much rather choose tofu or tempeh or the imame to eat, rather than drinking shakes of soy, um, where I can just get pea and rice protein shakes, that's much easier, that's my opinion on the soy protein, so if you buy one, I highly suggest you go for pea, rice, or hemp, um, and, yes, that's the way to go about it. How do you manage when you go out with friends and there's no vegan options on the menu? Honestly, I don't have this problem at all, um, if I have to be honest. I just have the problem if I go out with my grandma and grandpa in a small town in Germany. In um, general, Germany is very open-minded concerning veganism in the big cities. But in the small towns, there's always a lot of meat, a lot of fish and no real vegan options. And um, when I'm there, I just freeze them in meals, honestly. like You can look at the menu and think, okay, I can eat the potatoes, I can eat the beans or the peas, and maybe they even have tofu. So that's actually pretty easy in my opinion. But I have to say, if you go out with your friends regularly and you always have this problem, then maybe try to organize these um, going out events yourself. Try choosing a place yourself where they maybe have vegan options and omnivore options if your friends are omnivore, or just bring them to a nice vegan place that has awesome atmosphere, um, kind people, and amazing food of course, <clears throat> and your friends will love it, you will love it as well, maybe that works for you. Um, if I know the meal I will be eating, let's say at a German restaurant, I just get potatoes or something, or even fries, and then I actually like to drink a protein shake, like in one hour beforehand or something. And, yeah, in order to get my protein in, because on there, there will be no protein, that's my way of going about it. So the next question is, does flaxseed or do flaxseeds reduce testosterone levels? No. (laughs) And that's a quick answer, because um, like in soy, estrogen is always the scaring factor that people are worried about. But um, there's no studies showing adverse effects on testosterone production or even sperm production. And not testosterone production, but testosterone levels and sperm production. So you don't have to worry. You can eat flax seeds and soy. But like I said, limited to a certain amount. One to four servings are perfect, in my opinion. And then you are safe to go. Um, the next question is What's your opinion on salt? That's a good question. Good. Or bad and why? Okay, so salt is always a big topic. Um, And my opinion on salt is this. In general, salt is not really a black and white thing. It's not like, eat a lot of salt and you will get unhealthy. There's a lot of other factors that come into play. If you're an active person, if you're exercising, if you're eating healthy, if you know what you're doing, then salt won't be a problem because you're eating healthy anyway and... Those small amounts of salt that you're eating from maybe junk foods, maybe you're eating, I don't know, some fake meats, mm, soy fake meats or saitan fake meats or whatever, they contain a bit of salt, more salt, then it won't be a problem because the rest of your diet is on point. And a, mo- a more important factor even is that um, your diet contains a lot of calcium, and um, calcium rich foods are vegetables and fruit. And if you're vegan, you're eating a lot of these anyway. And if you're healthy, you're eating a lot of these anyway, (laughs) like I said. So you don't really have to worry about salt. If, however, you use a lot of salt with seasoning, uh, I mean seasoning your food with a lot of salt, then I would suggest cutting that down a bit. I personally rarely use salt on my meals, only if... I know it won't taste good, but <laughs> I don't know. If you season it well with other seasonings, with spices and with garlic, onion and with good sauces, and you don't need salt at all. And um, that's my way of going about it. Just don't salt your meals. If you get fake meats or if you eat out and eat a bit of more salt, that's no problem at all. It's not unhealthy if the rest of your diet is on point. And if you eat a lot of calcium-rich foods, like I said, there's even <clears throat> blood pressure salt I heard. Um, that you can buy where there 's already calcium in the salt, so um, it balances it out calcium and salt, and the only thing you have to worry about if you 're eating salt is if you are a salt sensitive person um, <clears throat> where the body indeed reacts with higher blood pressure after um, consuming salt, but um, you have to be on the part of group, and even then being active, being healthy, eating more fruit and veggies will help a lot, so salt. Like I said, it's not a black and white thing. It's not like, don't use ever, don't ever use salt or use a lot of it. I mean, salt is still important for your body. You still need it. It's still essential. So a little bit of salt is always fine. And if the rest of your diet is on point, then we're good to go. I hope that answer was good. Let me know if you need more details on that. Um, what's the best meals after workouts? I made a post about this some time ago. And in my opinion, it's smoothies and shakes, they're just fast and easy protein sources or carb sources, and you don't have to cook for half an hour after your workout. Um, but in general, it doesn't really matter. Um, the anabolic window that people talk about, where you have to drink your shake half an hour after working out, does not really exist, so don't have to worry. If you eat your post workout meal one hour or one to two hours after your workout, it's still fine. You don't have to worry. And mainly choose foods that contain carbs and protein. But a little bit of fat, fat is no problem as well. So don't really worry about that. Just get your protein and your carbs. And then you're good to go. Um, should you train? That's the next question. Should you train before or after um, eating, after a long fasting session? So <clears throat> this girl was talking about she did a 16-hour fast throughout the day and wanted to yeah, go lift in the, in the afternoon and wanted to know if she should eat beforehand. Yeah, define eating. I would say drink a protein shake before you work out or drink BCAAs. Just get protein in before hitting your workout because you may harm your muscle uh, development if you work out completely fasted. There are some studies on there on that. So get some food in your system, especially protein-rich food, And, um, yeah, you will be safe. And afterwards, you can still eat. Um, Let's make an example. You fast for a lot. You want to go work out in the noon. Just drink a protein shake beforehand and a banana. Then work out. And afterwards, you can eat a bigger meal. And, yeah, you build muscle. And you're good to go. This was it for the Q&A session this week. Um, Some interesting questions, especially the salt one. I hope it helped you um, determine your daily nutrition this is what I'm, why I'm doing these Q&As, to help you make healthier choices, but still don't limit yourself, of course. And if you like this episode, please give me a rating on iTunes and yeah, comment what you like about the show. I would really appreciate it. This way my podcast can grow more. And thank you for listening. We will you hear us on Thursday with another guest episode. Can't wait to, yeah, to talk to you on there. See you around.